Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk all about real estate rental properties. Now, my name is Dustin Heiner. I am the founder of Master Passive Income, and I'm so excited that you are here with me today. Now, thank you so much for lending me your ear and your time. And today, we're going to be talking all about how real estate rental properties can help you to quit your job, change your life, and live the dream life if you apply yourself, if you set goals for yourself, and if you strive for these goals so that your life will be changed. Now, when I was 27 years old, I made the goal that I was going to quit my job. It's actually a deadline more than a goal, but it was a goal that I said, in 10 years, I'm going to quit my job no matter what. If I have businesses, if I have passive income or real estate rental properties, if I have any of that stuff, I'm going to quit my job and it's a deadline. Like I will absolutely quit. So I literally have to get the job done in 10 years. And you know what's crazy? I actually did it. I beat it by a year. In nine years, I quit my job. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a second. But now it's time to get started and start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your day job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, a guy that loves to eat sushi, especially if it is all you can eat, Dustin Heiner. All right, guys. Now, this is the beginning of the month. Now, when you're hearing this, I'm not sure when you're actually hearing this, but as I'm recording and as it's released, it's December 5th is its release date. Now, this is the beginning of the month. I absolutely love the beginning of the month. As soon as December 1 or January 1 or February 1, whatever the first of the month rolls around, I'm so excited about that time of the month. It's like Christmas once a month over and over again. Every single year, I got 12 Christmases in plus. If you count in actual Christmas, that's 13 Christmases. But the first of the month is a great time of the month for me. Now, when you think about most people, thinking about rent at the first of the month, they're like, oh shoot, the first of the month's coming up. I have to make sure my rent payment's paid. You know, I have to make sure I have enough money in my bank account. And so people, a lot of people dread the first of the month. Well, income investors like us, we invest in real estate rental properties. We love, 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 love the first of the month because the first of the month is when we get paid. We get paid, like basically wake up, get that check. Let's go spend it. We could do whatever we want with it. Now, I encourage you to spend it on more things that make you more money, but hey, in all, the first month is fantastic for us as real estate investors. I just I just thought of that. Hey, it's the first of the month. I started getting my checks coming in. Um, I have my tenants making their payments online. I get emails saying, hey, this tenant made this payment. Another, this another tenant paid, made another payment. So it's working out really, really well with all my tenants, making sure that they pay me every single month because I've screened for tenants. Now, if you listen to episode number 34, where we talked all about how Lucas Hall invests in Washington, D.C., a crazy expensive market, he also talks about this software company that he works for called Cozy. Now, Cozy does all these background checks that I love because they make sure I get good tenants. What's also amazing with Cozy, on top of the background checks that you can have your tenants pay for, it is a free property management software. The property management software is absolutely free and it's fantastic. Your tenants can pay online, manage maintenance requests online, all your records and expenses are requested or taken care of online. It's, it's fantastic and it's free. 
And I would like for you to use my affiliate link. It shows that I'm referring you over to them. It's a little affiliate link that gives me a little bit of commission, but it costs nothing to do because obviously it's free. So go to www.cozy.co forward slash Dustin. Go there. It just shows them that you're, that I referred you over to them, that you're with me and one of my students. So, hey guys, I really appreciate it. If you did check it out, cozy.co forward slash Dustin. And that's how the first of the month is fantastic for me is that I screen my tenants. I have lots and lots of properties that they all make me money every single month. It's just fantastic. And with the help of Cozy and my property managers, the first of the month is fantastic. So I thought of that and I thought I wanted to share it with you because it is so fantastic every single month. At the beginning of the month, I get a number of things, not just my rent check, but I have plenty of money just waiting to be used to buy another real estate rental property, but it's sitting in a money market account. Now that money market account is making me 2.15%. No, no, it just went up 2.2% every single month. So I'm making money hand over fist. So the beginning of the month is fantastic. I hope that you get that same experience where the first of the month is fantastic. So you get that first property. Now, this is what we're talking about today is how you can change your life in as little as 10 years, if not less than that. I've had students change their life in three to four years where they actually quit their job and had plenty of passive income because their rental properties really took them over the edge and then they have so much money they don't even worry about it. Now, it can take as, as little as one to two years. It could take as many as 10. It took me nine years. In fact, it literally only took me six years to replace my income with the real estate income from my properties. So all the rents coming in surpassed the income from my job. Now, when it surpassed my income from my, my job, I could have just quit. I literally could have just quit then and there. And But I, I was nervous, you know, having a W-2 job where I get paid by somebody else for, I don't know, 25 years is pretty uh, nerve-wracking to think I'm going to go ahead and quit. And actually, it was like 20 years. I've been 20, 25 years. Um, uh, I started my paper out and when I was 13 years old. So I was working then all the way till I quit my job when I was 37 years old. So... I quit my job at 37, but it was at 27 when I actually made the decision. So I was a little over 27 years old and just under 10 years, so about a little over nine years, I was able to quit my job. So when I was 27, I realized that I hated working for somebody else. I hated having the thought that somebody can take my job from me or I could be downsized or something bad could happen. I just literally could not work. You know, if I got an accident or something, I needed a way to make money without working. And I realized also the value that I put in at my job was so wasted. I actually worked at a county uh, county government, the county government in California. I worked at the assessor's office and uh, my life was wasting away. I was my life was draining out of me. I mean, if you think of um, oh, Joe versus the volcano where the lights are just, it's a movie, <laughs> Joe versus the volcano where Tom Hanks is Joe. He says the lights are just sucking out his brain. Like his will to live is just sucking. The lights are just sucking out of him. Completely agree with that. Or if you've seen Office Space where you're just hating your job, you're like, I just can't take another day here. That's how it was. And so I had to start so many businesses. I started a retail establishment where I was selling convenience store stuff. I was selling pizzas and, and sandwiches and all that sort of stuff. I had, I needed something to take away my creativity and energy. I also, um, had a skateboard manufacturing business. I had a website design company. I had so many different businesses that I knew that I need an outlet for my energy because working at the county government, 
it felt like this I was waiting for oh, just to die almost. It was horrible. I, sorry to put you under that spell of how horrific it is working at the county government. When they say that uh, that really the county government is inept, I would 100% agree. I absolutely hated working there. There were some nice people there, don't get me wrong. But man, it was like I was going 100 miles an hour and everybody else was going three. It was horrible. So getting out of the county government and working on my own has been the best thing for me. I absolutely love it. I could go 100 miles an hour and I get paid for the value that I bring, not for the hours that I put in. Now, going to school, I was always taught, we are always taught to work a job, get paid that job for that hour that you work, and then you go home and you sleep and you go back and do the same thing all over again. And you live for the weekends. Well, what's funny now is I I live for the week. I go do things during the middle of the week when people are at school or they're at work or they have other things that they need to do. I go skiing. I'll give you an example. At, in Phoenix, where I live, there's a, a snowboard and skiing park that is called Snowball. And they have a week pass, like during the week they pass an entire season pass for like $190 or something like that. And But you could only go off peak, which is no weekends and no holidays. And you can only, so it's basically only during the week when there's no holidays. And I thought this is perfect. It's cheap. Number one, I control my expenses so I don't overspend. But number two, I go during the week. That's the only time I want to go. I don't want to go on the weekends when there are so many people there. There are lines up the wazoo or the holidays where it's absolutely, you can't even get a parking space that's that bad. I go do things and I live for the week. You know, as soon as Monday rolls around, I'm excited. I wake up. I'm like, dude, this is going to awesome. This is going to be a great week. Now, I know how I used to be. Probably a lot of you are the exact same way where the beginning of the week was horrible. You know, Friday rolls around. Thursday's great. Like Wednesday's hump day sucks. And then, then Thursday rolls around. You're like, okay, I can get through one more day. Then Friday gets through. You're like, all right, it's the weekend. Friday night, you you have fun. Friday evening, Saturday, you're like, oh, great. Doing whatever, you know, watching football or going to parties or whatever it might be, you know, enjoying your Saturday. And then Saturday evening rolls around. You're still enjoying, but Sunday morning, you wake up. Hopefully you go to church. I go to church every single Sunday. But, you know, towards Sunday afternoon, you start feeling depressed depressed. You start feeling like, oh man, I got to start this junk all over again. I got to go back to work, listen to my irritating boss. I mean, I could use other words, but go talking to my irritating boss who has no clue what he or she is doing. I have to sit next to this coworker who's trying to get me fired because I do so much better than actually, I'm kind of speaking a little bit about my history. I had a coworker that was just trying to get me fired because he was horrible at his job. He was absolutely inept at his job. And so he was taking all the credit for everything that I did. And giving me or putting all the blame on me. So we're in the same position. Anyways, so hopefully you can see I am not the type that sloughs off. I get my work done. You can see obviously with my rental property business and everything that I do. And so I took and translated that into my county job and I was working 100 miles an hour and I was doing everything fantastic. But anyways, I'm out of it now. It's been two years now without having a job and it's been fantastic. In 2016, December 2016, I quit my job. Right now it's December 2018. I'm so, so excited. Now, I wanted to share with you, and this is how in 10 years you can quit your job or even less than that. Like I said, I've had students that have quit their jobs in little as three or three and a half years. It was less than four years they quit their job. I have another student who is just about ready to quit his job as soon as this next year he gets a couple more properties and he will be done. So all you guys out there listening, 
know that it is absolutely possible. I am living proof. I have so many other students that are living proof that if you invest in real estate rental properties, you are investing in an automatic business that runs itself, that you don't even need to do any work. Your property managers, your contractors, your realtors, your inspectors, your plumbers, everybody else does work while you just reap all the benefits. You make all the money. Where the first of the month comes around, you're excited. Like, I get money. This is fantastic. Now, let me take it back when I was 27 years old. When I was 27 years old, I realized that I needed to make a change because at any time, like this is my main driving, the the why I started investing in real estate was that at any time, a person can take my job from me. Even though I worked at the county government or, you know, if you work at a private sector business, even so, more so, you can get fired or, you know, they can just lay you off for any reason whatsoever. I knew that I wanted to be independent. I did not want to depend on anybody. So I made sure that I worked my tail off to get as much passive income as possible. So when I was 27 years old, I just got married. Like literally, um, I think it was two months after I got married, I made the decision. So I, in May, we got married. Well, here, here's a, let me take a quick step back. In September, I actually met my wife. Praise the Lord, we've been married for 12 and a half years now. Um, It's going fantastic. I absolutely love my wife. I love being around my wife and um, so blessed. But we met on eHarmony. That's right, like 12 and a half years ago, or maybe longer than that now because we met. So we met in September and got married the following May. So that's what, like eight months, something like that. And then two months later, I told my wife, hey, when I'm 37 years old, I'm going to quit my job. So a couple of things. Number one, eHarmony worked out really, really well for this, for us, and it was fantastic. I've actually gotten a couple other people get married off of eHarmony. Quick side note, a good friend of mine lived up in Washington. She didn't have anybody. She was like 30 years old, 31 years old, and I, I've been married for five or six years. So I literally wrote her a check um, for her birthday, said, put in a card, mailed it to her, said, this is to be spent on an eHarmony subscription. If it's just a month, just do it for a month. Just promise me you'll do it for a month because, you know, she would like to get married. She got on there. She used my my check to get in there. She actually met her husband like three months later. She stayed on it, met her, met her husband three months later. They, they've been married now. They have two kids now. And praise the Lord, it's going out really well. So eHarmony is great. But number two, I realized that I needed to make a change. I needed to force myself out of my comfort zone of just going to work every day, just, you know, clocking in, clocking out, getting my lunch, my, you know, 30 minute lunch and 15 minute breaks and all that sort of stuff. And just going through the motions. I hated that. That was absolutely horrific. Now you may not hate that. You may actually enjoy it, but how much better would it be if you can literally not go to work? If you can literally not need to spend only 30 minutes on a lunch, you could spend three hours on a lunch with a friend or something like that. You can go work out all day. You can go serve the poor. You can do whatever you want because you have time to spend because you don't have a job. Get that picture in your mind of never having to clock in again, never having to clock out again, never having to ask your boss, hey, can I have you know a week off here or there? You know, can I, I'm, I have a family that I gotta go visit for the holidays. Can I have a week off? And it says no, because we need to have you cover the, their shift. And you, you don't have to worry about any of that junk anymore. Now, I, when I was 27 years old, I gave myself a deadline saying, when I'm 37 years old, I am going to quit my job. No, what, no matter what, I'm not going to push the date. I'm not going to fluff off and I'm not going to, if I don't make money, 
I'm not going to not do it. Like it's 37 years old. If I have enough passive income or not, I'm quitting. I made that commitment to myself. So I committed to myself that at 37 years old, I would quit my job no matter what, if I had money or not. Now, what was great is as soon as I made that commitment, I said, I need to start learning. I need to start learning how to make money. And so I, like I said, I started many businesses, but the easiest one that I started that I run now, or I don't really run, I just make money. This is what the rich people do. I buy real estate. I let other people live in it and they pay me money. I mean, it's that simple. It's really not rocket science. And so I started learning. So I started reading as many books as I can. I even went to a $1,000 seminar. It was a two-day seminar. I kind of felt like you were drinking from a fire hose. It was that much information. Um, I would say I'm glad I didn't. Sorry, I'm glad I did go to that. But it was a waste of money other than it got me excited to go into real estate rental properties. So all that to say, um, what I want to encourage you is that If you make the decision, you want to make the conscious choice to change your life, to change what's going on. You know, if you keep doing the same thing, that's the definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Your life is not going to change. You're not going to be able to live the dream life unless you actually change what you're doing. Get out of your comfort zone. Go and learn new things. Go and apply yourself into actually investing in real estate rental properties. Now, in 2006, I bought my very, very first rental property. I bought it. I flew to um, Ohio, flew to Ohio, saw the property managers, talked to a bunch of realtors and a bunch of other people. I bought one house. The very, very first house that I actually saw was the house I bought, and I bought it for $17,000. Now, this was this is a really depressed area. I mean, think of like Detroit um, back in 2010 where people said they couldn't even give away houses. Think of like that area. Now, since then, it's, it's appreciated. I bought it for $17,000 cash. Now, it's probably worth forty dollars or $50,000. Praise the Lord. It's, it's a great appreciation. So I bought that house for $17,000 in cash. After investing over a six-year period, I gained enough money to have all of my income from my job replaced. I was making $9,600 a month in rents from my properties to replace my income. Now, after expenses, after property management fees, taxes, insurance, I was pocketing close to $6,800, maybe almost $7,000 a month in my pocket. And that's after just six years. Imagine if you, after six years, could actually quit your job or you had, you doubled your income in six years. Let's say you made $4,000 a month right now. And in six years, you have properties that bring in another $4,000 a month. You could quit your job or you can just keep working and say, hey man, I have plenty of money now. I don't have to worry about bills. I like my job. I have, I talked to um, many of my students who like their job, who don't want to quit their job, but they have the option if they want to. Right now, they really enjoy their job and they enjoy making the extra money. How much, how great would that be if you enjoyed that you were just making money hand over fist and you didn't have to work any extra, but you still got to work because you enjoyed to work. Or you can quit because you want to quit and not work with somebody else or for somebody else. So what I decided to do was continue building my business. Now, I could have quit my job at six years because I replaced my income, but not having a W-2 or you know a paycheck from somebody else is a little nerve-wracking. You know, Once you give that up, it's going to be hard to get that if you need it. And so I was gun-shy. It took me another two years before I really made the... Um, I knew I was going to quit at 10, you know, at 10 years because I made that deadline. But 
from six to eight years, it took me two more years, number one, to learn a hard lesson. I'll give you guys this tip. A hard lesson is that I started spending money I didn't have. Because money was rolling in, like literally it was rolling in like $6,500 in passive income every single month, I started buying some needless things. Well, they weren't needless. Like, I'll just be honest with you. A couple of firearms that were, you know, $1,000, $2,000 each. Went to Hawaii on vacation. Um, we went to, you know, uh, fixed up the, the kitchen. We started spending a lot of money, or at least I started spending my, my money. My wife was a little more, or a lot more hesitant. She's like, are you sure we should be spending this? I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll have plenty of money coming in next month. Well, it turns out the next month I had eviction after eviction. I think I had like three or four evictions. And so that's not money coming in, but money coming out because I have to pay for the evictions. Then I had turnover. Then I had taxes come up. I had so many things come up where I was negative. Like instead of getting a $6,500 check, I got one month. I specifically remember like $113. (laughs) Isn't that horrible? Going for $6,500 to $113. Another one was like $248 or something like that. But it took me three months to where my income went back up. So I had also bought another property. So that cost money to fix that up. I was using that income to fix it up. And so we had to dip into our savings, which we didn't want to do, but we had to. I learned a valuable lesson that even though I think the money's still rolling in, I cannot overextend myself and I can't buy things I don't have money for. Now I did, praise the Lord, I had savings to be able to pay for it. But those few months really were hurt. That actually set me back another six months, almost a year in in savings and getting my business built upright. So if you take a page out of my book, once you start making plenty of money, don't take your eyes off the prize of that, hey, I'm going to be quitting my job in five years or seven years or 10 years, whatever it might be. Don't quit. Don't, don't take your eye off the ball and start spending that money. Keep going until you're there. Now, I started buying property after property. In 20, 2006, I bought my first property. Um, I want to say six months later, I bought my first second property after that. Then two months later, I bought another property. I just kept buying as many properties. I did everything I could to find financing. So number one, borrowing money from my dad. You know, he, he let me borrow like, I think $14,000 at 8% interest. I'm like, come on, dad, that's the best you could do for 8% interest for a $14,000 loan. He's all, like, take it or leave it. I said, deal, I'll take it. <laughs> Even though it's 8%. So I even got my credit card. So back in 2008, I think, remember when the market was just about to crash, people were giving, or banks were giving out credit cards, they're giving out loans, they're just throwing money out there. I got one where a credit card um, uh, offer that said, hey, get this credit card for the life of the cash out balance, you will only pay like 0.03%, not even 1% or 2 or 4% like the current mortgage rate. It was 0.03%. I said, that is like free money. That's That's cheap or free money. I could use that money to buy a house. And here's here's what I did. Actually, it was, so I cashed it out. I got $14,000, no, $12,000 out of that that, che- that credit card. I literally took that, that deposit check, um, that I, or not deposit check. I took that cash out check, you know, that, that check they print you out like four or five of them in a row and you, and you peel it off and you fill it out and you cash it at the bank. Well, that's what I did. I figured out how much that I had on my credit card. What's the balance that I could, you know, the total amount of money that I could take out on that, that credit card. I wrote the check for the entire amount, went to my bank and cashed it. And guess what? I got that money. It was in my bank account and I was only paying 0.03%. And so, so 
what was fantastic is I brought, I bought properties with that. This was, so I cashed it and then the market crashed. And so I still had the money, but I was able to buy properties super, super cheap. And so I even did that. I even took where we, my wife had a little bit of inheritance. We went ahead and bought more properties with that. Every single bit of the money that I brought in from my rental properties, all the passive income went right back into buying more properties. I was living off of my current income with my job and I was getting raises, which was great. I wasn't, you know, buying more things. I was trying to save as much as possible because I wanted to quit my job sooner. The more money I had, the more properties I could buy, the quicker I could quit my job. So I was saving every penny that I could until I could actually quit my job. Now, after doing everything we could to save up enough money, we kept buying more and more properties. Now, praise the Lord, currently as it sits, I think I have 34 or 35 properties, you know, that I kind of forget, I lose track. You know, I buy and sell so many properties. Um, and so over time, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And only thing I do every single month is I get my statement from my property managers, go through all their line items. It takes me about 20 minutes to do and make sure that all the income and expenses line up. And I'm like, great, we're all set. That's all the work I do. I literally don't have to do anything else. So for you, if you're gonna quit your job in 10 years, here's some few things that I want to give you to help you set good goals and keep your goals. Now, I set a deadline, a 10-year deadline saying that in 10 years, I'm gonna quit my job no matter what, even if I have four kids, even if I have a wife that's depending on me and I have lots of expenses, I'm gonna quit my job because that's gonna force me to do it. It's gonna force me to get the job done. Now, let's look at a few other things that are gonna help you to quit your job in the time frame that you want, and that's by setting goals for yourself, good, solid goals. Having a goal is one of the biggest tools that you can have in your tool belt to help you become successful really in anything that you do, especially real estate investing. So the goals that you create will shape the future that you are have and set you down a path that you wanna take. Now, if you think about different investment vehicles to get to where you can quit your job, one could be stocks, another one could be mutual funds, another one could be bonds or flipping properties, but real estate rental properties, in my opinion, is the best vehicle that you can pick in order to quit your job because of the passive income. The monthly passive income that comes in that allows you to not need a paycheck because you have money always coming in every single month. At the first of the month, it will always be there. Now, here are some things that help me to, number one, create my goal, but then at the same time, get to my goal and attain my goal. So the first thing is you wanna start with the end in view. You wanna know how long you wanna take in order to quit your job. If you wanna quit your job in 20 years, like saying, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm 48 now, I wanna quit my job and not need to worry about retirement and I wanna quit by I'm 68 years old. I want 20 years, I'm gonna give myself to build up my real estate property business and I'm gonna work really, really hard to get that done. You could absolutely do that. Let's say you're you're 18 years old right now and you wanna quit your job at 38 or quit sooner than that. Why not do that as well? So let's just start with the end in view. Let's give you a round number. Actually, we'll go with what I did. I said 10 years. I wanted to give myself 10 years because I didn't know what could happen. I wanted to make sure, you know, if I can quit my job sooner than that, then I will absolutely do that. But what's funny is, with my 10-year goal, it actually took me as long as 10 years in order to do it. What if I would have cut my goal down to five years? Maybe I would have done it and I would have quit in five years. Who knows? So I would say, start with the end of view. If you want to quit your job in 10 years, 
I would say stay stay with 10 years, don't go longer than that, but maybe you think about go to eight years or you know nine, eight, or seven, or six years, like be aggressive. But now remember that these goals are deadlines at the same time that you're gonna need to implement whatever it is that you put in place. Like I said, I'm gonna quit my job at 10 years. Well, if I didn't have the money, I would still quit my job because I would force myself to do that. Now, start with the end in view means pick, let's just say 10 years and say, 10 years I'm going to take, I'm going to buy one property after another and sacrifice and save money and work so hard and do everything I can to actually quit my job in that amount of time. Now, from the end in view, say you want to quit your job in 10 years. Then you need to create one-year milestones for your 10-year goal. So if it's in 10 years, you want to have, now if you did the math, now remember in previous podcasts, I talked about the amount of income you need per property. Let's just say the minimum that you need per property is $200. $200 a month, if you buy one property, you make $200 in your pocket every single month. That's passive income, cash flow. After expenses, that's what you can save or spend. That's $200. Now, let's say you bought 10 properties. If you bought one property, it's $200. If you bought 10 properties, that's $2,000 a month in passive income coming in your pocket. Now, could $2,000 be enough to replace your job, the income from your job? Then it very well could be. Then, hey, you buy 10 properties, then you're done. Now, what if you needed $4,000? You needed $4,000 in order to replace your income because you make $4,000, you have $4,000 in expenses. If you have that much in expenses, you need to have that much money coming in from your rental property business in order to replace the income from your job. Well, that would be 20 properties. You would know that you need 20 properties at $200 a month. Now, if you make any more than that, great. That really cuts down on how many properties you totally need, but you should never buy a property for less than $200 a month, just my opinion, and how I teach all my students to become successful. So you wanna have minimum of $200 a month. Now, if you bought $200 a month at 20 properties, that's $4,000 a month. Number one, a lot of people can quit their job with $4,000 in passive income. That's, you know, it's all that that money is just going right in your pocket. Uh, But number two, a lot of people's lives would just drastically be changed if they had $4,000 extra in their pocket every single month. And I want to see that for you where you now have $1,000, $2,000, $4,000, $6,000, $8,000, in your pocket every single month. Now, if $4,000, let's just say $4,000 is enough that is going to replace your income, cover your expenses. One tip that I would give you is shoot a little above that because don't just replace your income because you need to continue to save money to buy more properties. You want to be able to grow your business continually. So shoot for maybe $4,500 or $5,000 so that that $5,000, that extra $1,000 can be saved every single month where after a year you have $12,000 to buy another property. You can continually build your business every single year because you're buying more properties because you have enough money saving every single month. That is my big tip. Make sure that you have enough money to continue to invest, not just replace your income. Now, going back to, remember, we started with the end in view, say 10 years. Now, you also need to figure out how many properties you need, right? Well, let's say you need 20 properties that made you $200 a month that gave you $4,000. I actually bought 19 properties in just over six years. Right around the sixth year, I had 19 properties. And each one of those were making me 
like three hundred fifty to four hundred dollars a month because I was it was it was fantastic. I don't need to get into all the the uh, ins and outs, but I was making three hundred fifty to four hundred dollars a month from these properties. So it was by far and above my two hundred dollar minimum. Now what I did was I had sixty five hundred dollars in passive income coming in my pocket after just six years. Now imagine if you had sixty five hundred dollars in your pocket every single month, you could almost 100% agree with me that you could quit your job. You do not need to work another job again. Now at year five, I think I had like 16 properties. I think the year six, I bought three properties or right before year six, I bought three more properties. So I could have quit at year five, but I didn't because I wanted to, I was, you know, I was chicken. I just couldn't do it. But in case you really want to, in five years, you can absolutely do what I did. I literally did this. Now, from starting with the end in view and then looking at your how many properties you need, let's just say you need 20 properties. Well, you need to break it down per year, how many you should buy per year, but then be realistically knowing that maybe year one, you're only going to buy one property, but maybe in year two, you save money, you're working hard, you're finding good deals, and you buy two properties. Well, then you have three properties there. Then year three, you buy three properties. So now you have six properties. Year four, you buy four properties. So you have seven properties. Then year four, you buy four more properties so that you have now 10 properties. Year five, you buy five more properties because you're all that money, all that money from each one of those properties, you're saving up and you're putting in your pocket. Your business is getting better. People are coming to you with deals. Like I get deals presented to me all the time. And so you, people are coming to you with deals. You're finding new ways to get financing. You're getting seller financing. You're getting new loans. You're bundling loans. You're doing all these great things to get more money to buy properties. But year five, you buy five properties. So then you have 15 properties in five years. I know it sounds daunting. I'm making it sound easier than it actually is because I know it's going to be hard work, you're, but you can do it. I did it. Then in year six, you buy five more properties. So in six years, you have 20 properties making you $200 a month. You beat your 10-year goal and you, you were able to quit your job. Now, that's what I did. That's how it worked out for me. Now, you can too. It's absolutely not hard. I have so many students that are actively doing it right now. Let's say you live in California. You might be thinking, well, in California, it's so expensive here, or New York City, or Washington, D.C., or someplace like that where it's so expensive to buy a home and you can't really rent the property out for very much. Well, I'm glad you came and talked to me because I love buying in other states, far, far, you know, thousands of miles away from me, so I don't have to see them, I don't have to deal with them, I have a property manager's work on them, deal with them, and take care of them. So now I don't have to do a thing. Now, what's great is, I buy in other states where prices are so much better, rents are so much higher, and I make so much more money per month. Now, from starting with the end in view of 10 years to quit your job, backing it up and saying, well, I need to buy 20 properties in the next 10 years. Well, I just gave you a formula to buy 20 properties in six years. You can break down even, even more. Year one, buy one. Year two, buy another one. Year three, buy two. Year four, buy two more. Year four, five, buy three more. And just keep going there till you get to 10. And you have that many properties where you actually now have 20 properties making money for you every single month. So you could say, you know, my one year milestone, the first year, buy one property. I'll be completely honest with you. Every single one of my students, even for me, it is the hardest to buy your first property. That is always the hardest property to buy because... 
You've never done it before. You haven't started the business. You're so worried. You're curious. You start looking at too many properties. Numbers are going through your brain so fast and you kind of get caught up and you, you don't pull the trigger because you. They, there's a term called analysis paralysis where you get pra- paralyzed. You don't actually pull the trigger and move and buy a property. You don't actually do it because you're so concerned and you have so many things going on in your brain. Well, that's why if you work with somebody like me, a coach that would actually help you get there and say, hey, this is a great deal. I would jump on it right away. Or I would say, no, I wouldn't jump on it. You know, I'm at the point now where I literally can just look at a house in three, four, three, maybe five minutes at most, know if it's gonna be a moneymaker or not just by looking at the numbers and looking at the house. I really don't even need to see the house. I just need to see the numbers and I'll tell you if it's gonna be a moneymaker or not. So now from the those one-year milestones, you need to create short-range goals for your one-year milestones. Remember, start with the end of view of 10 years, then you can create one-year milestones so that each year you have your milestone you need to hit. Maybe the first year, getting that first property. Now, after that, what you need to do is create short-range goals for your one-year milestone. Now, for your first property, it could be saying, you know what, this year, I'm going to save $10,000, or I'm going to find a way to borrow $10,000, or I'm going to use a credit card to, to do something. I'm not saying use a credit card, but I've done it in the past. I've been creative to find ways to get a property. So it could be, number one, saving up money to buy a property. Number two, while you're doing that, Start building your business, talking to property managers, hiring a property manager, getting realtors, getting wholesalers, getting other people finding properties for you, talking to other banks, developing your business. So the first year is finding that first property and buying it and at the same time, building your business. Now, what you're going to be doing for every single one of these goals is have 10 one-year goals that's going to end up in your main deadline of quitting your job in 10 years every single year as you write it down. Year one, I have to do this many properties. Year two, I have to do this many properties. Year three, I got to do this many properties. Number four, five, six, and so on. As well as what I need to do in each one of those years. Like, do I need to start a new business area at year five? Like, hey, this one area, I bought plenty of properties there. I have eight properties there. I want to move on to another city. Well, maybe you need to start over in another city that's maybe, you know, a couple hundred miles away or in another state. You know, it could be someplace so far away that you need to start a whole new business. You need to find a new property manager, find a new realtors, find new wholesalers, find new contractors, find all that stuff anew. Well, you may need to do that. Now, I would say, you know, once you have eight to 10 properties, you may want to look at other cities to invest just so you can, you don't have all your eggs in one basket. You know, if if you have one property manager retire or go bad, you know, then all your properties, then you're worried about your income. But if you have multiple locations where you have multiple property managers, then it spreads out the risk over all those different properties and all the different property managers. If one goes down, you still have income from the other properties. Now, I'm gonna give you a tip now. The next thing is I want you to read and or rewrite your goals every day. So in the morning or at night, write down and rewrite your goals every day or have it in your wallet, like your goals, like quitting my job in 10 years, in your wallet or in your purse or even on your car. You know, make sure it's not gonna be something that is going to be, you know, you're gonna gloss over it and not actually read it, but something in some place where it's going to grab your attention. Hey, the goal is in 10 years, you never have to work a job again. So now every day I want you to read them and rewrite them if you need to. Rewriting actually really helps you reinforce it. It's getting that work done. So I'm gonna keep working towards it. It keeps it on the front of your brain so it doesn't get on the back of your brain. Remember when I said that at a year about like seven to eight, 
I started wasting money or spending money, overspending, um, you know, thinking, oh, the money's just going to keep coming in. I'm really, praise the Lord, that I'm so glad that I learned that lesson now because we have um, lots and lots of money. I'm not going to say how much money we have. We have lots and lots of money, but I've learned that I'm not going to just spend my money just because I have it. Why? I have a 2007 van, Honda Odyssey. It runs fine. Why would I need to go buy another one? It works just fine. So, I've learned that lesson and it applied to my business so that now I have so much money that when a good deal comes up, I just buy it cash. I buy cash and refinance and pull the money back out and do it all over again. You know, hey, a $200,000 house, hey, I'm gonna go buy that cash and then refinance and pull the money back out. It's great when you can be able to do that. Now, another tip I wanna give you, another next step is work on your goals daily. Don't let a day go by that you're not studying, that you're not looking for properties, that you're not trying to find new property managers or bankers. Work on your goals every single day. It could be even just 20 minutes looking in your area for a new property. After you've been researching a particular area using Zillow.com or another uh, company like Roofstock.com and finding properties in a certain area, once you have that business built up and once you've seen all the properties in the area, once you go look again, you'll see, hey man, this this house, it was for sale for this much and now it's on sale for this. Wow, this is a better price. You know, it's calmed down. Or, you know, I've seen all these houses. They were the same ones yesterday. There's no new properties on the market today. So, you know, it's gonna, after two minutes, you realize there's no new properties out there. So you don't need to actually go and do anything else. Once you have the entire market looked at, only when a new property comes on the market or there's a price change or something else happens like that, where there's a change in something, you really don't need to spend much more time on it. So it gets easier and easier as you continue to build the business. Now, I also want to give you another thing. Don't change your goals to make them easier. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but you want to achieve your goals. If you don't achieve your goals, don't change them. So don't change your goals. Just realize like year one, you didn't buy your property. Well, let that be a lesson. That's a failure. Failures lead to wins. Let me give you an example. If you're a poker player, you're going to remember how you lost 100% more than all the hands that you won. You know, if you have one hand that you lost and you lost big, but you've won 200 other ones, you're going to remember the ones that you lost because it's going to stick in your brain because it was a failure. If you do not hit your goal, you do not meet your deadline, it's a failure to meet that goal. Like the first year, you don't get that first property. Don't change it. Realize I failed. Let me not fail again. You don't want failure to follow you. You're going to implement everything and actually get the job done. So don't change your goals to make them easier. Also, another thing is I don't want you to move your deadline. If your deadline is 10 years, don't move your deadline. It's going to make you work harder. Now, if you remember back in high school or elementary school, but let's just pick high school. Let's say you had a project that needed to be done. They gave The teacher gave you like two months. I mean, it happened to me every time because this is the way I worked. But um, it gave, he gave me two months or every teacher would give me at least like two months to get a project done, a big project. But I would put it off. I would put it off, you know, day after day, week after week until... Like a week before, I'm like, oh no, I got to get this project done. And so one week I'm scrambling, I'm pushing, I'm getting it done. Well, if I didn't have that deadline, I would never do it. I would just continue to push it off. Well, if you are getting close to that deadline and you're not getting your job done, you know you're going to push extra hard to get that job done. Like if your boss gives you a project to do, gives you a paper to write or give whatever you need to do to get done... When it comes to zero hour, you're going to be pushing your butt off to get that thing done. And that's what you want because you don't want to take your eye off the ball that you can quit your job with real estate rental properties and it only depends on you and how much 
effort and time and sacrifice and work that you put in to do it. Now, like I said, I quit my job when I was 37 years old. I will never have a job again. I will literally never, ever have a job again. Now, I work. I work plenty. I love working. I love serving my church. I love helping people around my neighborhood. I love talking to you on the podcast. I love helping and coaching people. I do do work. Like I absolutely stay busy. You know how driven that I am. And I do buy more properties. I do analyze more properties. I find new areas to invest. I keep busy. But at the same time, it's things that I want to do rather than something that somebody else is telling me what to do. All right, guys. Now, hopefully you can see that you can quit your job in as little as five years, maybe six, seven, eight, at most 10 years. You should be able to quit your job in 10 years if you push hard investing in real estate just like I did. All right, guys. Hey, remember, it's the first of the month. Get out there, get your checks and come on. Let's go spend some money. This is so exciting that we make money without even working. That passive income is so fantastic. I absolutely love it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here with me. And if you haven't grabbed it already, go get my free investing course, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Get your free course to get you started. Hopefully, you're going to start investing in real estate, and I'd love to help you as much as I can. Tips and strategies I just talked about, about setting your goal and quitting your job in 10 years, I'll have them at masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 036. All right, guys. So excited that this is the first of the month. Get out there. Start investing. Get those checks and come on. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace out.